correct. <laughs> you know, I'm a 45-year-old space nerd. Each and every one of us is a crew member here on Spaceship Earth. The Galactic Guys, John Ennis and Mighty Mike Taylor. There is a space age quality to them. This is the Galactic Coast Power Hour on Vinyl Draft Radio. That is right, this is the Galactic Coast Power Hour, and we are coming to you live from the ACU of Texas studio on the top floor of the historic Gemini building, just down the street from the home of U.S. manned space flight. My name is John Ennis, and I'm joined by my brother and brew, Muddy Mike Taylor. Yo, yo. And our sister and brew, Sylvia Benvenides. I like turtles. But enough about us. Tonight, braving the rain and floods to visit us in studio, I'm not sure if they got here by car or boat, are Chris Sachies. And Mike Freeze from Backfish Brewing, located just inside the Pearland border with Friendswood. Hey, guys, thanks for making it out. Hey, thanks for having Thank us. You. Hey, Thank you. Thank you, guys. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of have a, a, a scenario going on where the size of the brew house of the guests have increased every episode. And now we're <laughs> and now we, now we we're talking big time. We, we have a Backfish Brewing, uh, which is right there in Pearland, a 30-barrel brew house. A monster. Yes, you know, pretty impressive uh, collection of stainless steel tanks and... Uh, and a pretty successful tap room and, you know, wide distribution. So uh, we're, we're really excited to have you all here in studio. Matter of fact, we're drinking uh, some, of the, some of y'all's beer right now. Uh, I've got the, uh, the, the all y'all. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that one? Uh, simply like it is, you know, it's uh, the beer we, we brewed for all y'all. Um, you know, we wanted to come out with a beer that was blonde, easy, approachable, but we didn't want to be like everybody else. So instead of coming out with, you know, a, a standard Kolsch or a, a blonde, we threw a little Belgian yeast in there and, you know, hey, give it a little character, bump up the ABV a little bit and have some fun with it. It's for all y'all. Excellent. You, you, uh, you described it as a Texas golden ale. Yeah, and that's, it, it's one of those things. It's... It, if I had to classify it in the you know, the beer nerd style, it would be a Belgian blonde beer. Um, but sorry, getting that. <laughs> uh, uh, um, so, um, but it's it's like German malt, English hops, Belgian yeast. It's Texas. You know, it, you, you mix every, all these cultures together and you come up with something great. Excellent. That whole classification of beers is kind of a tricky deal, right? I mean, you know, I know when we started out, we had a hard time kind of deciding what we wanted to describe certain beers as. Well, I know Stumpy, Stumpy helped me out in the club. He said there's, there's, there's beers that compete and there's beers that are good. So if you want to stick by style guidelines and get a beer that competes, then, you know, stick to the style guidelines. If you want to brew a drinker, then, you know, use your imagination and come up with something good. There you go. Yeah, and even if you want to brew a style, there's a lot of styles when it comes to competition now. <laughs> yeah, there is. That is but, true. But what even is better than the actual beer itself is the name. I think Blockfish pretty much has like all the names down packed. I mean, you guys probably have the best names. So I'm, I'm not going to call it Texas Razzle Snake. I'm not going to call it. I'm going to Fram Y'all. Whenever you mix the Belgian Blonde with the Raspberry. Yep. Perfect. I love that. Where do you get your inspiration for the names? Uh, well, that one actually was a, uh, a, a guest who came in there. and That's Peter. He, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know Peter. Yep. So, <laughs> he's still bitter about me changing that name. We both are. <laughs> we still call it that. They're like, oh, it's a raspberry beer. I'm like, oh, that's Framiol. And they're like, no, it's Framiol. Just tell them they'll know. Ask for the Framiol secret menu. <laughs> so uh, where did the name Backfish come from? Uh, it was uh, uh, it, one of those things uh, coming into it. Uh, we were looking at names, and trademark, as I'm sure you're well aware, is a huge thing in the beer and wine industry. Um, you know, not only because they got to compete with all the wines, but also got to compete with all the spirits uh, as well. So, as opposed to coming up with another, you know, animal adjective, you know, name that's out there or you know, landmark, whatever, uh, we decided to just make something up. So the BAK is Brian and Chris, and then we slapped fish on the back end of it because my undergrad was in marine biology. So it was just like, let's make something up. And yeah, that way we don't have to worry about trademarks. And yeah, it, it's our thing. Awesome. That's pretty cool. That is cool because I think our last guest, Lundor, they had to change their name midstream because mm-hmm. uh, they were threatened by a bigger brewery that if they ever came into Texas, they were going to force them to change the name. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I guess uh, that strategy, you don't have to worry about that. Exactly. It, <laughs> <laughs> so, what was the point? What made you. 
want to be a brewer. Okay, you have, uh, you, like you said, your undergrad in marine biology. Yep. You are not a fermentation scientist. No, that is correct. <laughs> so, so what made you, and what was the path to making you buy a thirty barrel system? <laughs> <laughs> in two minutes. Okay, ready to go. <laughs> no, we got time. Um, okay. Uh, it, it started back in college. Uh, a few dorm room buddies, you know, we started making you know, beer, uh, you know, because we could. Um, you know, all, you know, uh, not quite 21, you know, just practicing, not not consuming anything at that point in time. Just to see if we could do it, you know, sure. it's, it's strictly scientific. Um, <clears throat> so we. For your parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So, you know, it started out that way, you know, just like, hey, let's see how much alcohol we can make in this thing. Um, it grew into kind of, okay, let's see if we can get all the girls drunk. Um, and then... Did it work? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and, and then, sure beats bush light. I'm exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it... it and then for me, it kind of took a little dive here for a little while near the end of my college career because I actually got serious about college and you know wanted to finish. Um, and the beer drinking had to suffer as a result. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, so, it, was it the best twelve years of your life? Uh, <laughs> nine, actually. No joke. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so yeah, I, I threw a party or two. Um, yeah, and then uh, I, I got done with this marine biology degree. I'm like, wow, this is a fantastic hobby. Um, terrible job. Um, so I went and found a chemistry position in the oil and gas industry, which is a good job <laughs> in the Houston area. Um, and and then I had money to actually sink into this hobby that was brewing at the time, um, so I could actually do it right, you know, as opposed to these you know un temperature controlled terrible closet fermentations that we were doing. It's like okay, now I got a fridge and I can actually do it right here. I can do a proper sparge. I can do it all grain. I can you know do all these things. So it became this hobby slash obsession at that point in time that, you know, took up the bug got you. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it grew from what was this kind of, okay, yeah, that's kind of cool. I can do this to, okay, I'm going to do this right. Um, so uh, for about 10 years, I worked as that chemist uh, doing this on the side, hanging out with the astronauts uh, near the end of that. Um, and it was the right place, right time, as far as you know, oil and gas started to tank a couple of years ago. The Texas beer laws changed, which made the brew pub model actually a viable thing. True. Um, and then, you know, just things fell. The, all the dominoes kind of lined up and started falling at the right place in time. But do you miss the dolphins? <clears throat> No, I was never a dolphin guy. I was, I was a shark guy. Shark guy. Okay. <laughs> so, and you all have a brew pub license, right? That is correct. Excellent. Yep. That's the only way to open. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I think pretty much every brewery opening, unless they plan on being St. Arnold's on, you know, within a month. That's I a mean, lot of yeah, money. Yeah, That's a lot of money for startup. It's a brew yep. pub. Mm -hmm. no. So you, you had actually acquired your equipment probably two years prior to opening? Uh, it was it was a year, year and a half ish. Year and a half that we yeah, that we had our equipment. Um, right. Yeah. As, as and that was enough time for the laws to change, right? We had the laws changed. We started putting the business plan together. The laws changed in 2013. We started the business plan in 14. We bought the equipment at the end of 14. We opened up in 16. 16. Yeah. March. March of 16. 16. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so. Hmm. Yeah, excellent. A excellent. lot has changed, though, in the last two years that you guys Tom. have been open. I remember <laughs> yeah. going to the soft opening, and it was just packed. I mean, balls to the wall full of mm -hmm. people. First brewery in Pearland. Everyone's excited, you know, mm -hmm. friends and family. It was a killer time. Uh, Lots has changed. So, I mean, what's, what's, yeah. what's the next step? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you caught me on a week. We got a ton of stuff going on right now. Um, we have a crawler machine coming next week. Oh, nice. Yay! Score. Oh, so, yes. yep. so that is uh, that is uh, I actually got the tracking number for the shipping today. Oh, yeah. uh, I got all my crawler cans ordered. It's like, oh, I got to time all this stuff right and get it going. So um, that's that's uh, new and big. Um, oops, sorry. Um, <clears throat> oh, what else did I say? Um, blah, 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 um, new beers or any? New beers coming out. New beer next week, Friday. Um, this is the first place you're hearing about it because I just got a, a texted the the finals on it. New beer alert. New beer alert. <laughs> new beer alert. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we got our uh, hands on a, uh, a rum barrel from Raylene. 
Oh, yeah, really? <gasps> so you're the first one to get it, right? So, From her? Uh, it was. I think Galson Bay's done something. Yes. You know, I mean, there's, you know, sh- yeah, she's been yeah. sharing with some, but. Uh, some, yeah, but uh, we got our hands on one of them. Uh, it, we got it way back when we had anniversary two in the tank. So we actually just pulled some off the tanks and filled that up. So we've got our anniversary two beer that's been barrel aged in their rum barrels. And we're going to put that out next Friday. Oh, nice. They're going to be there for the release and What's, everything. What was so. the base of the anniversary brew? Was that a Belgian? That was the, the, the Russian Imperial. Russian, a Russian Imperial. Imperial. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so the first year was a Belgian quad, right? Yes. Yep. Ooh. So, so, so excited now, for that. <clears throat> on, the, on, the, on the canning, what, mm-hmm. what made you decide about the can? What sold you on the can? Uh, as opposed to the bottle or? As opposed to any delivery method. Um canning is where everything is going um for reasons one way or the other um absolutely i I can argue bottles are better i can argue cans are better uh we went with cans because that seems to be what the public opinion seems to be shifting towards i argue can every day yep and and many nine times out of ten i'll agree with you yeah um but the the fact of its portability uh the we're so close to the coast here going to the beach going on the boat you don't want to take glass with you Grab a can; it's easy to go. Hit the river, you know that kind of thing. So, so you were you can't shotgun a bottle. That's true. That's true too. You can't chug it though. That counts yeah, for something. You got to bring a funnel. Oh, you can't you get to have a straw and bend it. And <laughs> not that we know anything about shotgunning on canning day. Yeah. <laughs> That's never happened. All right. So hey, we're gonna take a, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with Backfish Brewing. They're all we could afford. The Galactic Coast Power Hour. More with these two in just a minute. The average person moves five times over their lifetime. If it's moving time for you, John Wilkinson is ready to help sell your home quickly, professionally, at the best possible price. John's personalized and unique marketing plan will get your home in front of the most qualified buyers and their agents by means of real estate magazines, online listing sites, social media, direct marketing, and yes, even on the radio. Call John Wilkinson at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com to get your house on the market and featured on the Bringing It Home Show on Vinyl Draft Radio. Contact John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens. Gary Green, the real estate agent invested in you. What would you like from your bank or credit union? How about a mobile app that makes banking simple? How about free online banking and mobile bill pay? How about loan decisions made locally? How about 15 convenient locations? Associated Credit Union of Texas has all of these and more. Sounds like you should get associated. ACU of Texas, federally insured by the NCUA. For more info, visit acutx.org. Martin Roofing Industries Limited, serving the greater Texas coastal region and beyond since 1976. MRI is the choice for all your commercial roofing needs. Decking, sheet metal, retrofits, repairs, new construction, or custom fabrication. MRI combines over 40 years of experience with state-of-the-art equipment and a professional staff to deliver the highest level of quality and workmanship in the industries. Martin Roofing Industries, 713-664-7000. That's 713-664-7000 or on the web at mritexas.com. BlackRifleCompany.com. Over 24,000 shooting sports products. Just a mouse click away. BlackRifleCompany.com. Handguns, long guns, optics, ammo, and more. BlackRifleCompany.com. Enter code RADIO10 at checkout and receive $10 off any order of $99 or more. BlackRifleCompany.com. Your shooting sports specialist. Did you miss us? We're back. Live from the ECU of Texas Studios, the Galactic Coast Power Hour with John Ennis and Mighty Mike Taylor. That's right. We are back with Backfish Brewing out of Pearland, or, you know, based on their location, you can say Pearwood or Friendsland. (laughs) 
So uh, on th on that note, so uh, dealing with the city of Pearland, you you actually were kind of the tip of the spear for the Pearland brewery scene. Uh, what was that like? Um, it was a ordeal, um, <laughs> uh, it, it, and, and, and I've said in the past, you know, Paraland is super supportive. They really, really wanted us there, but they weren't about to, to, to bend or break or, you know, look behind the other way on any rules on anything. So, you know, we did have to follow every piece of their code, including, you know, putting sprinklers on my patio and, you know, stupid stuff in my mind, you know, which I'm sure they have good reason for having it in the code, but, um, <laughs> and being the yeah. tip of the spear, you got to puncture a lot of, a lot of Brock, you know, a lot of red tape, right? Uh, yeah, there's uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, even as far as they didn't have any property zoned for a brewery. So, um, in order to do that, we had to basically go through a zone change for the, the, the property that we're on right now. Well, it's easy to do a zone change if you're three acres, but if you're 2.94 acres like we are, it becomes another <laughs> month. <laughs> wow. Because you have to do this zone approval for zone change thing. And you got to go to city council, have everybody oh, vote yeah. on it. Exactly. Yeah. How, yeah. Many, how many city council meetings did you go to? Uh, more than I ever thought I needed to go mm. to, but I've been, for the brewery itself, at least eight to ten, I think. Okay. Seemed, wow. Yeah. It was, yeah. Let's hear but, it for city government. <laughs> <laughs> but I know all those people right now, and they're awesome. And <laughs> it used to be like an old Sunbelt Reynolds um, mm -hmm. location, too, right? Mm -hmm. That's correct, yeah. So, yeah, light manufacturing, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, we're just canning operation, you know, we fit under this gen light manufacturing or whatever and they're like no mm -hmm. i'm like well you know it's a you know tavern or you know i forget there was like six other kind of things that we kind of were and we're like yeah we're this and they're like no then a crane <laughs> comes in to lift the brew house off of the uh, truck and lower it in the building and oh, what's funny is people still changing. people still bring back equipment to that building yeah. that's the funny thing oh they return it oh yeah. wow oh yeah nice. that yep. still happens every, it's not very often but it yeah. happens once in a while yep. just tell them to put it put it in the back yeah right. put it in the back and grab a beer yeah, yeah. put it in the back and grab a beer yeah awesome you guys have kind of like the biggest tap room around though i oh, mean you guys have a great space. space we we actually use their space <laughs> uh for the first time for our first girls pine out event we did a trivia night there and plenty and plenty of space and, and mike is just we lost mike. giggle tits over here i don't know what's going on no it's okay it's okay <laughs> now i gotta believe uh you know if you're uh, i mean you're pretty close to the friendswood line right but uh, have you ever thought about how much more difficult it might have been in friendswood because they still there's still no breweries. I mean, Friendswood's yeah. actually pretty hardcore about their uh, their alcohol laws. Yeah. They such. have a wine bar, so yeah, and that's not too far. From yeah. Yeah. Parts of Friendswood have been dry up until pretty recently. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's well, and even know, that wine bar. I mean, when I've drive, driven past it, it's pretty small and it's almost kind of hidden. It's not the easiest thing to see. Yeah. Friendswood might. It be, looks yeah. like a flower shop to me. I thought actually, it was a flower yeah, shop. I, I kind of thought the same thing actually. So. I'm not calling Friendswood City Council out or anything, but I mean, I have to believe that would be more difficult than Berlin. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well answered. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 uh, we'll move on. We'll move on. Hey, so, Money Mike, what, uh, what, 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 what got your funny bone there a second ago? He's Adam. Adam, Adam Smasher, smash me. Okay, okay. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, okay. That's right. Mike's following the video feed also. So. What did I do? <laughs> oh, oh, you're laughing at your five nipples? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh He's the radio legend Adam Smasher. Uh, running the show. The secret's out. <laughs> so speaking of secrets, um, are, so how do you guys feel about collaborations? Like I think there's mixed reviews with breweries around town whether they support collaborations. I'm I'm actually still waiting for a collaboration with you and Val. I think that would be great. Oh, yeah, when apparently. is that going to happen? I mean, when that boy steps running around as much as that's he is. That's true. That's true. He's never still. Yeah. I, no. I, I went there. I think the the first weekend he opened or something like that. Mm -hmm. And between him being busy and us being busy. I don't think I see him other than random meetings and chance encounters. Yep. So, mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. But you guys are open to collaborations oh, and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so we're calling them both out. We want a collaboration, right? Yep. Is that what you're saying, Sylvia? Uh, yeah, I want like a pear, fruited ale, or goza, <laughs> sour, open fermentation. Make it happen, Mike. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to mess with the open fermentation I went, I went real high. Just in hopes. Yeah. My brew house That's needs it. to stay where it's at. Okay, so, so Mike, you are you the uh, principal brewer? Yes, sir. 
Okay, so uh, what is your past experience? Uh, I actually started out, same kind of thing with home brewing. I actually worked at a home brew shop when I uh, lived in Rockford, Illinois. And started out there. Uh, the guy who was the manager was also a friend of mine, got me the job, and he knew a lot. He's actually since become a certified master brewer, and so I learned a lot nice. from him. And we actually got to brew in the store uh, and on a th small three-tier system. And I learned a lot from that and then got away from it for a while, but always talked with him and other people that were into beer and into home brewing just to kind of keep it fresh in my mind. So when I moved down here, I literally just looked up local brew, like local breweries in Pearland and they popped up. And when I went in it to apply, they had only actually been open a couple months. And so I did not realize that. You've so. only been in the area for a couple of years. Yeah, I've literally, uh, this month is actually two years that I've lived in Houston. Oh, wow. so, well, the Houston area, yeah. so yeah, thank you. Okay, Illinois is where you're from? Yes, sir, I grew up uh, outside of Chicago. Nice. Mm -hmm. So it kind of started there and I just applied and got hired as the delivery driver. And then our assistant brewer had to retire and I expressed interest and started learning what I could from him as well to understand things on the grander scale, obviously, because home brewing is a lot different than a 30 barrel system. <laughs> 30 oh, barrel yeah. system. So, it is, but it's still yeah. the same. Uh, still brewing same is, is all process. Yes. And once the core process is established, you have the process. And if you exactly. learn that process on that system, that's the way it goes. Yeah, and you everything can, made sense. You can produce sense. whatever you want, yeah. Yeah, it all made sense. It was just seeing how it's done on a bigger scale and the differences with certain things. But, I mean, I knew the process, so it was just seeing how it's executed, What's the most unexpected difference between the two systems? <laughs> Cleaning out that mash tub. <laughs> Climbing inside a tank, maybe, yes. instead of just reaching yes. into one? Yeah. Exactly. Because, I mean, we have the nice little bottom dropout. I can use the rakes to push a lot of grain out, but I still got to finish it off. So I got to get in there. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, and that's hot in the summer in Texas in a non climate controlled I area. The, I have the perspective of going backwards again. I homebrew and do the mash. It's. Uh, yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm all you got to do. That's that's all I'm you got to do. And that's I got to I got to go in there. I got to pull up screens. I got to do. So you know how you can just reach in and pull out your your oh, false bottom. Man, I don't no. get to do that. No, we used a uh, we used a pretty pretty good sized rake, and we were three times smaller. Three, four times, yeah, four, four mm -hmm. times smaller. Yeah, seven mm -hmm. barrels. And yeah. it was still, it's man. I mean, it, you feel like you just you went to battle. Oh yeah. Today is oh a, yeah. It's a fight. You know? And then we then we had the one time the uh, the motor went out. Oh yeah. Let, let us not forget <laughs> when the rake motor went out. It was after the the brew was done. It was just the grain. It stopped shifting the grain around. Stopped pushing the grain. So I didn't really get to cool things off too much, and I had to literally just kind of push things as I could without getting in as much as possible before getting in because, well, it's hot as shit in there with that kind it's, of humidity. Uh, so, you know. 68 degrees on a sparse it, it, temperature. It was, mm, so. Yeah. I mean, it, it got down. I think we looked at the temp, and it was. It said it was 130 you're, when we first started climbing in there. Your mash tons jacketed, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so. man. So yeah, that was an experience. That was an experience. I'll tell you, yeah. I, I may have seen a few visions that day. Yep. Uh, and it's not like we're in, in Minnesota, so the ambient temperature is not bringing it down real quick. No. Can oh. you hand me one of those defying no. gravity? Absolutely. And, uh, I'd like to try uh, one of the backfish uh, defying gravity that we've already actually yeah, actually show, making a return to the show. Chris was uh, gracious enough to bless us with all this beer and put it on the table. And, and we got to bring Sylvia, you guys some gifts, man. Sylvia's blessed us with all this beer and. And I got a mystery beer here, too. I don't know what's going on with this mystery beer. Somebody left it at my house, and I, I was looking, digging through the fridge, trying to figure out what to bring today, and I found that beauty, and I tasted it. <laughs> Tastes good. I'm going to bring it. These guys will drink it. All right, we're going to try to guess what it is. Yeah, we'll try to figure it out later. And there's a, at least there's a 23% chance it might be from Backfish, she said earlier. May, I, I don't know. Maybe. Okay, so <laughs> maybe. We're counting on you guys yeah. to put a guess to it. Right. So you guys are brewing... Every day, twice a day. What, what's your schedule? No, no, no. no. With, with yeah. the system what's, size right now, uh, depending on the need, it could be twice a week if we need to double something up, or it may just be once a week. And then every now and then we kind of catch up with the production side. I might go a week or two without brewing, mm. and then it's mm. it's like anybody else who's been in a brew house understands it's a lot of cleaning. Yeah, because then you actually get time to clean. Yeah, so, so. you're looking at 200 barrels a month production. Uh, we do right about 100 right now. Right about yeah. 100? Or just under. Yeah. Sure, sure. All averages out because yep. Yep. if you're properly aging your beers, then it's going <laughs> to, that kind of catches yep. up yeah. with you. That's kind of the thing that we did yeah. too. We 
what we did uh andy would have us run campaigns as he would call it and we would we would campaign the beer out and then let it age and then run another campaign so that sure like you're right. saying, you know, you're brewing two, three times a week sometimes, and then you're yeah. not brewing for a couple of weeks. Well, and especially, too, with doing canning on top of the kegging, that's sometimes, I mean, that's a whole batch that we will can and a whole batch that we will keg. And so I might have to double up because I need kegs and are, cans at the same time. You are doing mobile, mobile, mobile canning still? Yes. Correct. Excellent. How is, are you using uh, Armadillo? American. 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 Yep. yep. How's that working out for you? Oh, Obviously, they're outstanding, I mean, uh, man. Apparently pretty good. They're outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're great. They, I mean, so, everything goes very smooth, and we yeah. always know what we need to get everything canned the way we want. Right, and, and they they're show really up at good. the door, and they're ready to go. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're ready oh, yeah. to go. They don't mess around. I mean, we get going, and if we start right on the expected time, we're done within a few hours, and like, oh, wow, mm -hmm. we got wow. all yeah, that done impressive. that fast. Right up to the bright tank? Yep. How many, how, oh, yeah. How many cans? Uh, you if it's a full batch, we're doing almost four hundred cases. cases yeah. yeah. Four hundred cases. Yeah. Wow. And awesome. it's only a few hours, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's amazing how fast we can get that stuff knocked out. What kind out. of truck is that on? It's honestly a pretty standard sized box truck, like okay. what, a ten foot? No. So no, 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 you're, no, you're yeah. right. It is like a twenty. Yeah. <laughs> it is a fourteen, yeah. isn't it? It's just yeah, like twenty two probably. For uh for yeah. producing cans. Yeah, and a lot of their stuff kind of folds up. They have stuff designed to where some stuff can kind of condense a little bit within the truck too Pretty so. impressed. First Minimize time the oh yeah absolutely mm -hmm. first time i saw them roll everything out just how easily they had it in the truck how easily they got it out set it up it was, so it was if i remember right you opened in march but you, you started canning like in july or no 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 we were at least six to nine months later six to nine yeah. september yeah. that's what yeah. it was it was september yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you were already, and you're in uh, the HEB in Pearland? Oh, we're oh yeah. in several HEBs, uh, Specs, Total Wine and More, Kroger's, um, Kroger. Yep. So, yeah, one of the few I think, I think you're in Orleans. I think I've seen them in Orleans. Maybe not. I haven't okay. seen them in yeah. Orleans. I'd like to see in Ireland. Right. So, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll work on that. We'll yeah. work on that. So, yeah, we're uh, working on Whole Foods. We should be in them many minutes oh, nice. now. So, right. um, so what, what, have, what steps have you done? do you think made the difference in your canning being so successful? Um, I like the artwork and then the <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorite cans that around. And I remember when I saw the can designs early yeah. on, uh, one of your one of your outside sales reps shared it on Facebook and I was like, yeah. dude, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I was like, no, uh, got the space nerd all excited. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, please. Uh, I, I lost where I was going. So, <laughs> making canning, canning, canning. Uh, it's. I think honestly, I think there's a couple different things because I know when I first came in personally, uh, as on deliveries, they were only a few months into canning at that mm -hmm. point. But f since I've taken over with brewing, a lot of it's just finding ways to make the beer more consistent, and especially with the canning process, a lot of that's just the carbonation levels, and that's listening to your canner. So when they started telling us what they prefer for the sake of shelf life and everything else, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I know what to look for then because yeah. I know what I want for packaging if I'm kegging, but that's not necessarily the same as canning. Mm -hmm. And then also just, you know, consistency with flavor and clarity and all that. And a lot of that just comes down to the brew process. And the amount of time I've been in the back now, which is well, a little over a year that I've been in the back. Yep. That sounds about right. A little right. over a year. Um, and actually brewing, I've just found a lot of ways to make things more consistent. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so your your mission carbonation. So this is probably at about a two at a two volume. Two six. Two, two six. six. Yeah. They prefer okay. for safe canning anywhere from two six to two seven. Actually. So they want it higher than you would normally put it in a keg. Depending on the style, that, give or take. That one I'll put in the keg at two six. You will. Yeah. yeah. What about like defying gravity? Defying gravity, I like around two five. Yeah. Yeah, but for On canning draft. sake, we canning. still want two six. Yep. So you, it is a difference. You do have mm -hmm. to bump it up just a yeah. little bit, and, and, and a your, lot get your temperature and your saturation right. Right, yep. and a lot of that again just comes down to what they prefer as the canners for the sake of your shelf life and yeah, consistency gonna, with it. It's not going to affect the flavor. It's going to affect maybe a, the mouth a little bit, a little bit, a little bit but, yeah. But you're not going to you're not going to feel two five and two six. You're not going to be able to no. go. Yeah, that's two five, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. If you right. had them side by side, maybe. Yeah. Now, maybe. now for the maybe. trillions of listeners that don't know what two five two six means, Mike, you want to explain what you're talking about? That's the volume of CO two that's been uh, absorbed into the product or the beer. Awesome. So people are learning something new. So temperature, temperature, and saturation both combine into what we call volumes. 
which is the, the one, their 2.6 number. And depending on the volume, it'll be either more or less carbonated. What is this, Chris? What do you got? That's our uh, Texas Razzlesnake? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Ram, y'all. It's Ram, y'all. It's a beer so good it's got two names. Yes. Okay. And this year's batch is extremely nice, yeah. so... We got a really good batch of raspberries. So the Crowler purchase is going to shake things up for you guys, though, right? Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. I'm hoping. So are, we, absolutely. so are we talking about special releases now? Uh, you know, potentially brewery-only releases versus, you know, what you guys have available in the retail yep. market? Yep. What, what's So yep. what's what's going on with that? So, so the awesome thing about the Crowler. Sylvia, you're too, too slow. <laughs> Sorry. The awesome That's part right. about I'm the getting some anyways. You can put whatever we have on draft in there. Yep. So, you know, the, the rattlesnake can go in there. You know, these one-offs or, you know, one, you know. So the bartenders are going to be filling filling the yes. crawlers. Yep. Um, yeah, okay. yeah. We're not going to pre-fill, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. You know, market may tell us we have to pre-fill, you know, that kind right. of thing. So, but. Well, I mean, just considering about, you know, what how the times are changing and how people are delivering beer oh, yeah. nowadays. It's, it's kind of going to a crowler system. For well, example, absolutely. Sigma, they just released a fruited ale. It's called Intermezzo. Um, probably my favorite beer this summer. Mm -hmm. It's great, but you can only get it on tap mm -hmm. or crowlers to go. Right. But it brings that another segment of people that are either busy, they don't have time to hang out, but I want to try mm -hmm. this beer. Go in, get it. And the shelf you know. life's better. And that's why they're, the crawlers are getting growlers. to be very, very popular over growlers because you actually have longer shelf life. So if you go in and you want to get this mm -hmm. because, hey, this is the only time I get to go to this brewery for the next month, you don't have to drink it right away. You know, that's you true. can actually wait on it for just a little bit. So that I think that helps a lot with that. And plus, like he was talking about earlier, if you want to go on, go to the beach, go on your boat, whatever, you don't want to bring glassware, Boom. you got a can. You mm -hmm. got a crawler. So there you go. I, I think they're... There, oh, here we go. We got yeah, giggles yeah, yeah. again. You got five nipples again. Uh, I was about to say, <laughs> what did my caption say? <laughs> Nobody's laughing at but that. The, but the, the, the cool thing is now you eat growlers and crowlers, so you have yeah. both the best of both worlds. Because you know, yeah, there's, some, there's still some advantages to the growlers. Mm. You can reopen it, you know, you don't have to drink yeah, every oh, one yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, you don't have to, but you got them both, you know, or shoot yeah. well, you know. Yeah. So excellent. Leave it open to the consumer. What do they and, want? And I look yep. forward to uh, after the show reading all the uh, captions that Adam Smash is putting on our photos. Yeah. Nice. Well, I don't know. I personally like crawlers because they're, you know, on the move. They're easy to stack, you know, much more organized. You don't have to mm -hmm. worry about banging up something because it's not going to break. You're good. True. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. It's really the same argument that you have for cans versus bottles. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Just on a larger scale. Absolutely. I don't know. To me, no. that's that's just my personal preference. No. I can't speak for everybody in the market, well, but that's certainly. It seems to be taken off, though. I mean, if you look, and especially because, I mean, first of all, the time I've been here, there's been a lot more breweries popping up in Houston. A mm -hmm. lot of them have crowlers, and that's how they're moving a lot of product outside of the tap room, as opposed to growlers. Most of all of them these days are going after the crowlers. Absolutely, it almost seems like anybody with a with a with a beer wine license is doing it now. Yeah, yeah. truth. Or should absolutely nobody's got it back up and running right. I mean, yep. legislation trying, well, yeah, yeah, trying to kill it. And, yeah, mm -hmm. you know. truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because for a little while it was you know in beer wine license spots. Then there's some you know some confusion with the law and. It, but now it's, it's back. You all know, about yeah. the label. It's all about the yeah. label and how they can tax you mm -hmm. and collect that revenue and how they have proof to collect that revenue. That's all it's about. That's every word of it right there. So money. money. It's, it's money. always money. money. To the, it's money to the state that I don't think anybody should have to pay. I don't. Why should they? You know. But aren't we the only you know state? What a license is. You know what a license is. It's the government. Taking away your ability to do something and then selling you the rights back. So I was curious. Do you, do you have a, a feel for like what percentage you send out and what percentage you sell in house? Uh, right now we're about fifty fifty. Awesome! Yeah. Wow, that's saying yeah. a lot with the thirty barrel system. You're selling half oh, of yeah. it in house. Yep. Skipping and all the tiers. Exactly. Wow. Well, nice. And, and in yep. the amount of time I've been there, I've seen how that shifted. Because I mean, yep. I was delivering. No, was I saw. More. I saw the delivery workload ramp up as we have brought in other drivers, especially after mm -hmm. I went to the back. And it's it's pretty crazy to see how much our outside sales are growing. And it's mm -hmm. it's awesome. It's great. And you know, initially we had a lot of people coming into the tap room because they saw it on the way, whatever, drove past it. Now instead of people saying that, they're like, "Oh, I had your beer here. I wanted to come check out the brewery." Right. We're, we're becoming more of a destination, which 
which helps the tap room in turn too. So, mm-hmm. so what's your strategy to try to stay competitive? Because there, are, there are a ton of breweries in Houston now. I think we're at 46, 47. I think my so numbers are skewed. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> and you know, if you're not selling beer in 30 seconds online, you know, there's this false interpretation that oh, well, I, I don't know about them. You know, you kind of fall into this middle zone. So, what's your, yeah. what's the strategy to stay competitive and to stay alive in this crazy? So I think there is a business. lot of that middle zone that gets looked over. And right. I think there are a lot of dedicated, loyal beer drinkers that like that middle zone. Heck yeah, they do. So I don't know if I want to consider myself the middle zone. because You, I, are. I, you, know. you are the middle zone. <laughs> you know. And there's nothing so, wrong with it. <clears throat> nope. So, but you know, the beers we put out there, I feel, are approachable. They're not mm-hmm. over the top. They're not going to, you know... You know, be the crazy. Um, they're not going to go to style next year either. You know, so you know, uh, classic styles, clean, balanced. That, that's that's the niche I like to ride. Yep. Yeah. So you can see through. Yeah. yeah. So is there <laughs> absolutely? Yeah, are there no, any breweries that you guys are uh, lo- that you look yeah. up to, or that you you look and and I'll ask both of y'all separate questions mm-hmm. because. You know, there's always someone yep. that you're like, oh, I, I kind of want to be like them, but not really be like them, but you kind of look up to them. They inspire you. Yep. Is there any anyone in Houston that does that for um, you? Um, that is good. So kind of starting mm-hmm. out, um, no okay. doubt, we were following the Carbock pre-buyout, mm. you know, because they were doing it. They were killing it. They were hitting it with three Eric or four Warner beers. They yeah. were, three True. or four beers. They were just in there. They were in their zone. They were quality. And they, I can't they tell you how it. many rodeo clowns I've had. Exactly. Habadillos. Habadillos, yeah. One of the so. first Texas beers I had when I moved down here. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we followed so, a lot of their model, quote unquote, if you would, you know, as far as, you know, getting beers out there. And it's like, hey, put a good, consistent, quality product out there. And has yeah. that changed now since they've kind of, so, quote unquote, sold out? <laughs> I think their model is yeah. sound. Yeah, I yeah. Model I think the model apparently is very sound. It works, right? <laughs> Several millions of dollars worth of sound. Yes. So sound um, with the dollar sign. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. you know, are we going to hit that ever? No. You know, but you know, I don't have any delusions of you know being that that next crazy thing or whatever. Um, but you know, what I do want to do is put out good, solid beers all the time. Have people come back to it. It's like, hey, no, this is cool. I know this. They're, it's good. Yeah. Are, are there some styles that you're thinking about maybe adding to the portfolio? Maybe even some of the kind of the hype styles? Like no the, glitter, please. Maybe, maybe, please, well, yeah, no yeah. glitter. Let's, I don't let's. even acknowledge that as a style yet. I mean, that's, yeah, that's for your food. But, uh, I'm not, but uh, I mean, are you, you know, have, you, have you done a New yeah. England IPA? Or? Yes. Kind of. Kind of. Okay. You kind, claimed kind it as one, it counts. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and I have some with us here. I haven't oh, busted out yet. Yeah, so, we did actually bring that beer with yeah. us. Yeah. Cool. You want to you wanna go on that one? So, all right. Traditionally, the main thing about the New England style is essentially that instead of doing your hops during the boiling process or after your fermentation is done, dry hopping, you actually hop during fermentation. But whenever anybody does this, they don't bother to try to clarify it because I guess apparently it can be a hard thing to do. So we decided to try this and still clarify it. So we did, and it actually worked out pretty well because the interesting thing was when we first hooked up some of the first kegs we packaged, they were still fairly hazy, but then by the time we got to the second or third, they were clear, just as clear as defying gravity. But you get in different flavor profile because of when you're adding the hops. Mm -hmm. But you also have to be extremely careful because it will react with the yeast. And we knew this ahead of time, thankfully. So as uh, we were adding the hops, we literally had a 30-barrel batch in a 60-barrel fermenter. So a ton of headspace in that fermenter. We only added literally a 9-ounce cup worth of hops, which is nothing in terms of what we were about to add, and shut it in and left it alone. Came back to it. The Croizen rose halfway up that headspace. Blew the top. <laughs> All, well, that's what we were yeah. afraid of, so that's why yeah. we only added that little bit. Right, so, right. so nonetheless, though, but and we also were playing around with some new hops, and uh, mm-hmm. it was a lot that's of fun to do, and it turned out really nice. Is this it right here? Is yes. this yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. That is Don't the be polarizer. afraid of the haze. That is yeah. brilliant. Yes. Don't be afraid of the haze. <laughs> well, and so the other thing with the haze, too, is... Uh, I, Appearance is, is not like, everything. We're, still, but, we're all still learning about this, too. I mean, yep. I'm still new to understanding the style, too, but a lot of places will add lactose, milk sugar, uh, for, and that'll add to the haze a little bit, but also it's a lot of mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. That we did not do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Thank goodness. I'm so tired of lactose right now. I'm lactose out. <laughs> lactose intolerant. Yeah. I'm just not going to deal with it. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So, brass tacks. 
<laughs> okay, so brewing your beers, is there, do you, do you have any thoughts about Ron Heisgabot? Do you have any thoughts about always clarifying your beers? How are you liking that raspberry beer? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I well, mean, what I see is I see I see a lot of clear beers, and I, I like that yes. because what that shows me is patience and letting the beer determine when it's ready, mm -hmm. rather than saying this beer is going to be ready on this day. Mm -hmm. That's what it, sure. that's what it looks like to me. And, and and so many people drink with their eyes, you know, Absolutely. whether they're looking for that haze or whether they're looking for not that haze. You know, well, I'll tell you what what. My perspective was was always that the beer told me when it was ready. Mm -hmm. I never dictated when the beer was ready, and it, it, it drove yeah. John freaking mad because he because he's like, dude, we've got to get this. Oh, we like, get out orders. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. not yeah. ready. Yeah. But we have, we're always, trying to maintain taps. Yeah. You know, it always seemed like right about the time it clarified, it made this turn. And it turns into this beautiful thing, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. You're yep. drinking it the whole time. You're like, yeah, this is good. This is good. This is good. This is good. And, and right about the time it clarifies, Eureka! It, it, it goes turns amazing. Into yeah. This beautiful like artwork, and then mm -hmm. you're like, okay, sell it. Well, yeah, and, right. and there's a lot to go along with that. I mean, for instance, this past winter, it was actually cold enough. We had some stuff not stall. But we had to actually wait it out because we had to get through rest periods. We had to get through that, and mm -hmm. we needed beer. But we had no choice all, because all, we're not going to put it out of bad products. All your beers are ales, though, right? All your, yeah. all your beers are ales? No lagers? No, no, no. We've, had, we've put yeah, out we've a few lagers. We have some in tanks right, 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 in tanks right now nice. as well. So, yeah. yeah. Some so good summer stuff coming. How do you maintain your lagers? We're on a glycol chilled system. Yep. And okay, glycol chilled. Do you have a scope? You scoping your yeast? Yeah, yeah. 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 You're yeah. scoping it yeah. all the way through? Yeah. God, that's a pain in the ass. Yep. <laughs> we know that, and we do yeah, know I the love, limitation I, of I, our I system. Love so I love ales, and my my thought is, mm. we don't even need lager yeast anymore. Oh they, yeah, we they, do. They perfected, they oh, perfected no. ale yeast. Nope. No, nope. disagree. We uh, <clears throat> we we've we put out only really one lager so far. Mm. The second one will be coming no, soon. We did the Schwartz. Oh, there, there's yeah. the Schwartz. Yeah. yeah. I can't awesome. believe I forgot that. Uh, that that's one, one of my favorite, favorite beers. beers. Yeah. yeah. Um, which got no love. Yeah. Oh. Texas <laughs> didn't. Was it, a, was it a German style? Yeah. It was, yes. And it was a black lager, and mm. Texas doesn't quite know black Schwarz, lagers yet. Schwarzbier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was fantastic. It was. It was <laughs> Underappreciated really good. at most. I mean, seriously. But it's it's a nice change, too. I mean, it's nice to be able to do that, and especially style-wise, and everybody wants to be able to do an Oktoberfest, right? So, you know, you got to be able to you got to be able to lager every now and then. You can do it with ale yeast, you just got to lager it. Lager Yale. You can, you but I have done it on homebrew setups yeah. and I mean, I can tell you my at least with my experience, didn't taste the same. Yeah. Did not taste it. But we again, can, we that's, can agree that's my disagree. experience. That's my experience. <laughs> because brewing techniques are everything and they are. you can take right. a yeast that's meant for one temperature and use it for another one and get completely different esters. Absolutely. Oh yeah, the absolutely. Ester absolutely. are only designated on the temperatures that they give you and you can you can alter those by using different temperatures in your fermentation. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But I know that because we were supposed to use a European yeast for almost everything that we brewed mm -hmm. and the American yeast was better. It was better. But it made more but sense. But it was it was everything that I had ever done was always European. But if you brew a ale or yager. But if you brew an ale or a, a Oktoberfest with an ale yeast and a lager yeast, I'm gonna tell you the difference between them. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That's all I gotta say. I've, try, I've tried them. I knew it pretty quick. But again, <clears throat> I, a lot of it can go into style. And plus, I, I mean, but at the same time, when you talk about doing that to see what kind of different esters you can get, if you haven't done it before, you're playing with something new. And especially oh, with now, when you talk about the scale we're on, mm -hmm. not worth doing that on a thirty barrel setup. <laughs> If we know the consistent results we're going to get, it wasn't even we'll worth it. it on a seven. We always, <laughs> our, we always use our pilot system for everything new. Yeah. Well, and you know, and the pilot system are great because well, you guys were talking about before any new styles coming out. That's what we get to use to play. I mean, mm -hmm. especially me personally, you know, because obviously the the recipe designs usually start with Chris. So when he lets me or our QC, QC guy who's now leaving us, RIP, 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 Carson, we love you. Um, <laughs> You know, he would give us ideas and just be like, hey, you know, 
come up with some you know styles that we haven't done yet come up with a recipe and that's our way to play in the back and that's a lot of fun and also people in the tap room appreciate it too because yeah. they know they're the ones getting their hands on it because it's only 15 20 gallons worth of beer what's the size of your it's a 20 it's a 20 gallon it's a 20 gallon it's a 20 gallon so i mean in terms of what we actually end up putting out it's really only about 15 but yeah. right, right, right that's still so. enough for like a, a brewery only tap like, yeah, really and you know, you do it on one you know? night, and you know, you do it on a busier night, and talk about it. You know, hype especially via social right. media, hype hashtag it up. hype. Yeah, and hashtag we're getting brewery right. exclusive. It's, it's about yeah. seven hundred dollars worth of revenue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the beauty of uh, the brew pub license. You know, label approval, nothing. Just you know, just sell it, give it a name, sell it. You know, yeah. start cranking beers yeah. out. Yep. So, what is the size of your largest fermenter? Sixty barrels. Wow. Sixty barrels. And we got two of them. And so for the core beers, especially the double, three that we can. Do you double brew into them? Yes. Awesome. That's and it, it, you it'll brew, be a, You brew one day. And then the next. And then the yeah. next yes, so sir, that yeah. you don't have to add more yeast to you. You're exactly. adding in exponential growth. So, yep. bam, you're saving, you're saving half your money there. Oh, yeah. So how do you cultivate your yeast? Do you get a 30-barrel pitch or do you propagate it to a 30-barrel pitch? So we usually buy a... 40, 45 barrel pitch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And because the 30 barrel pitch is meant for, you know, four and a half, five percent beers. And we typically do bigger than that. So right, we right, buy right. a little more yeast than we need um, and use that. And then we try to reuse it, you know, scope it out. Sure. A, a, as you said earlier. And, you know, we'll, we'll use the yeast right now three, four times is about where we'll max out just because yeah. we end up running three, out of four. production. I hear three. I want to push in, it. Anywhere from three to 10 is what mm-hmm. I get from most. But yep. If I like on the conservative side, I like the three to four because you're starting to affect flavor. And and on top of that, we're running all the, you know, HLP media and stuff like that just to make sure we're not throwing any bugs in there. We have real good quality control in place with that. And a lot of it's timing too. You know, it's dependent on need and, you know, whether or not we can reuse this yeast strainer if we have to switch to another one based Mm -hmm. on what we're brewing. So, because we, yeah, exactly. Because you don't want it to sit too long either. So, yep, yep, yep. If that stuff pauses, it goes dormant and then you got to wake it up and that's a bitch. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's just like we dealt with in the winter when we had stuff that was just starting to ferment and then slow down because like, oh, the tanks went down to 50. What? Yeah. Yeah, no, everything's in the no. bottom. Yeah. Yeah. This is I'm not what I wanted right now. Dude, so I've got a pump. We had that happen one time. Mm-hmm. We, we went down to the 20s. I got a pump, and I pumped the uh, uh, the yeast and the beer. Oh, and recirculated it. it. Was, yeah, it okay, it was the second day of fermentation, and it already flocked everything out because oh, it, just, it, was, it was that cold. It really yeah. was. The heat of the pump. I left it running for 24 hours. Brought it back up. Oh yeah, and raise it back I, the up. The whole yeah. time, you know, you know, the whole time when something like this happens, the whole time you're thinking, "Oh my god, oh my god, I'm gonna have to throw this. <laughs> this is gonna be the worst beer I've ever had. This is gonna be." The-. And then you taste it at the end of the whole process. You're like, "Oh my god, okay, that works." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, think, like, I think we can live with this. If, okay, if that happens, we're okay. Again, we're, that's good. What I'm do. we're good. We're yeah. good. And I'm not gonna freaking panic like a. Mm. But you can't help it. Trust me, I, I've had many a sleepless night or woken up in the middle of the night. Oh, shit, did I remember this? Did I remember that? Is this okay? <laughs> I think mm-hmm. we talked about this before. Oh, yeah, we asked an ongoing thing. Oh. Yeah. I've, I've woken up and driven to the brewery several times. I've come, yes. a, I've come pretty <laughs> damn <laughs> close a couple times. times. And then get there and you're like, okay, okay, yep. Okay, and cool. we're good. <laughs> back home, back to bed. Calm down, Mike. Calm down. I guess you get home, still you get think, lock it up, and then. You <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so so on that note, uh, you know, I want people to fully appreciate the size of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And there's some people that might not even know what a barrel is. So barrel is yep. 31 gallons. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about a 60 barrel fermenter, we're talking about you know 1,860 mm-hmm. gallons of beer. We're talking about. A, great volume mm-hmm. yes and uh now uh we're going to transition because we're going to challenge you guys All so right. we, we thought about many games to play the fish one would have been great the fish one would have been good man fish one would have been good although, although maybe not i mean i don't know we're gonna you know so uh since saloon door did so yeah poorly uh, <laughs> yeah yeah we uh, we challenge uh, yeah we everybody gets a challenge uh you know uh Slender got uh, what's that Western? The uh, yeah. American Ninja got named that Ninja. Oh. Uh, I think Chris could do pretty good on the uh, the Western quiz. Yeah, yeah. I, 
actually, I don't think anybody could do worse. Sorry, man. We got to call them again. Hey, but in their defense, they did both. Uh, they both advanced to the uh, the next round of the Galacticos finals very quickly. Galacticos, nice. the uh, mm-hmm. challenge finals. But uh, so today's first day of the World Cup. Oh man! So uh, I'm not sure if y'all are big soccer fans, and if you're not, it doesn't matter because we're not doing exactly okay. that. <laughs> this is really going to come down to more of your flag identification skills. Ooh. Oh, okay. And, and we're gonna, you know, and uh, you know, we've got kind of a sliding scale. We're gonna we're gonna start off with some pretty easy ones, move through some uh, some kind of countries that have at least some kind of background with beer. And every every country, and we're not gonna do them all because you know, and these are all countries that are competing in the World Cup. I was about to say, which means unfortunately, you're not gonna see our flag. Yeah. <laughs> No American flag. That would have been the first no. one. Oh. That, that would have been the first yeah. gimme. You know, we're going to start you off easy. Yeah. Free space. And, uh, Mexico, so, uh, Mexico <laughs> made it in, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was, and that was number two of the gimmies. So, and, uh, and, uh, oh, hold on. Okay, okay. <laughs> Mike's giving hints away. No, it's okay. It's okay. But uh, so we're, uh, we're going we're gonna to play... Uh, we're gonna play uh, name that nation World Cup edition. All right, and we're gonna start off. So no name the uh, name the country. So I'm gonna start you off kind of easy. Right. That's Japan. Definitely Hi. Japan. Hi. And then we got Mexico. Hi. Mexico. Mexico. Japan. Mexico. They're two for two. Now we're gonna kind of go through some some countries that I kind of think have kind of a history with beer and all, and they're yes. also in the World Cup. I was about to say that's Belgium. Belgium. Yep. Belgium. All right, so I can tell Mike's gonna be the MVP in this. Uh oh. I'm just letting him have it. <laughs> Come on, right there. We got Germany. Black and the Dutch. That's England. Oh man. Brazil. Inbev. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the other version and of England's mine? flag, we got Australia. Australia, yeah. yeah. Got to go down and crocodile. And then you got France. France. I'm glad I came. <laughs> that's Russia. Russia. All right, we got, he's on a roll. And that's Romania? Romania. All right, so th- this country is known for producing something other than beer. Dope. So it's not Romania. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, this would be Columbia. Columbia. Uh, oh. I was right. Oh, Dope. <laughs> All right, so uh, think Van Halen, popular Van oh, Halen songs. Oh, go back. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I got you right there, Panama. Panama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know that one. That's Argentina. Oh, man, you're Argentina. Good. That's, oh, I know that for sure. I've been there. It's Denmark. Denmark. Nice. Copenhagen. Hello. Greece. Greece. This is, I'm all over this. Even, good Lord. We should have done the fish <laughs> challenge. Yeah, I'm all over this. That way Chris can play. All right, so we're going to we're gonna take so. I think they've got a perfect score. We're going to stop now. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back for the Galacticos Challenge. The Galactic Guys. Watch us on Facebook Live and YouTube. And don't forget to tell us how pretty we look. It's what your mother would want. And no one knows your mom like the Galactic Guys. Go to VinylDraftRadio.com. Prom season, wedding season, homecoming. Get the look you want this year at Muzzy's. Your one-stop shop, Muzzy's has everything you need to look great with the perfect dresses, shoes, and accessories. These events will be unforgettable, so shouldn't you be too? Find us online at muzzies.com or come see owner Lynn Red and her amazing staff. Muzzy's, fashion with an attitude. Elite Care 24-Hour Emergency Room in Leak City offers all of the services found at a traditional hospital emergency room, but adds very short wait times, a clean and comfortable location, and outstanding service. The goal? For you to see an emergency room physician within 10 minutes of your visit, and to provide you with the best, most comfortable experience while you're with them. Elite Care 24-Hour is located at 2530 Gulf Freeway in Leak City. Call 281-337-7500. We the people have a right to superior cocktails and Preamble Lounge and Craft House would like to welcome you to a new cocktail revolution. Our Speakeasy inspired lounge offers signature craft cocktails in an intimate setting. With a wide selection of high-end spirits, infusions, barrel-aged beverages and cocktails, there is something for every patron and every budget. Preamble is located at 20801 Gulf Freeway in Webster and open Monday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Preamble Lounge and Craft House, a new cocktail revolution. Chuck Sports Bar and Memorabilia in Leak City is exactly what you picture a hometown bar to be. A perfect place to watch the game with friends, all the while enjoying great food, great drinks, and a friendly staff. Chuck's is also the home of Celebrity Bartender Nights. 
open mic nights with Robert Del Toro, karaoke nights, and more. Chuck's is located at 601 East Main in Old League City and is open Tuesday through Thursday from 4 to 11 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 4 to 1 a.m. Call Chuck's 832-632-1325 or find them on Facebook by searching Chuck's Sports Bar League City. The average person moves five times over their lifetime. If it's moving time for you, John Wilkinson is ready to help sell your home quickly, professionally, at the best possible price. John's personalized and unique marketing plan will get your home in front of the most qualified buyers and their agents by means of real estate magazines, online listing sites, social media, direct marketing, and yes, even on the radio. Call John Wilkinson at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com to get your house on the market and featured on the Bringing It Home show on Vinyl Draft Radio. Contact John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens. Gary Green, the real estate agent invested in you. 
You have three attempts, sir. And you All can right. you can that move works. you can move obstacles except for that camera that's pointing at me. You can't mess with sure. that. But okay. uh, anything else, you can move. We'll move this microphone just a little bit. Yeah. All right. Right. Here, you can move it out the way. Yeah. We can. Oh, that's all right. Okay, you can do the punter style. Okay. Uh, I'm you sure can do the inside. Oh, he's gonna do the okay. side. Yeah, he's you doing the inside. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm gonna try the side at least. To Please, start. sir. All right. Oh, Ooh, I can't okay. hit. You know, I'm not sure. That doesn't. That doesn't. Okay, oh, so that was one just to measure, measure, get, get kind of, you know, get the groove back. Oh, nope, that's not. This is why enough. nobody has selected this up. And you know, now they're seeing that they're not going to from here on out. Hey, it did make the table though. That's true. So we have that. That's, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. That is a tough one. We the easiest. Oh! Oh! We are waiting for a decision from the uh, offside judges. All right, so, uh, so uh, we have text the owners of the station, and uh, we'll let them know if they think that's good or not. Uh, we may have to make a special announcement later on Facebook. Fair. So you may have advanced, because that was pretty impressive, even four attempts. But right now we know that Chris is advanced. I, I, would you just have the easiest and the hardest ones there? So. Well, so, that, that actually, uh, you know, I would argue that, uh, well, based on your reach. I, I mean, if you're... If you're, I, just if you're got, I just got word. Got word? I just got word. We got word? He advances. Yes! Nice. Well done. Yes. He got word. So how many is that? Six word. now? Is that six? How many do we six. have? And it's, is it six or Bill, five? Tim. Chris. Chris Josh. Alex. Joshua. No, that's, that's Tim. A, Bill. And Mike. All right. Yeah. Wow. All, right. All Brewers. Just All Brewers. Like I like We've it. had Astronauts. American Ninja Warriors. Aquanauts. We've had fit, you know, fitness owner, you know, fitness gym owners, and mm -hmm. only brewers have advanced. That's right. I'm wow. not sure. I'm not sure How what that means. That? And you know, it's a you know blessing or something. I don't know. It's like a good karma thing. <laughs> <laughs> Doing God's work. <laughs> and uh, on that note, we're gonna continue drinking. And uh, if you're at home, I highly suggest you drink also. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. And we'll see you next week. We Thanks hope. for joining us. Galactico Power Hour. Chris Space trap My beer. Does this look infected? Beer. Boating. Did we mention there's beer? Hey, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week, we think. Thursday nights, 7 p.m. Galactic Coast Power Hour. Final Draft Radio. I gotta pee. <laughs>